right. I have an exam coming up, I have a test coming up. Yeah, I'm really, really worried about it. Is this thing on? Hi, welcome to another episode of Voice Podcast. Uh, this is the podcast for students by students. I'm Ellie Steele, and today I'm joined by Cheryl Robinson. Cheryl is professor in general arts and science. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do at the college, Cheryl? Sure. Uh, I teach personal stress management in the general arts and science program and also in the uh, general education program. Excellent. Excellent. So today I wanted to share a technique that you and I have talked about many times and I've actually presented to some of your classes and you have some familiarity with it and it's called EFT. So it's an, a, a technique, um, emotional freedom techniques it's called, and it's a basic technique of self-help tapping on acupuncture meridians. So we're going we're gonna to give a little demo so people can use it, and we're going to use it specifically for exam stress or test stress, right? So yes. what, what kind of prevalence do you find <laughs> with that sort of thing in, in your students? Yeah, this is often what comes up in the stress management classes is, is I have an exam coming up. I have a test coming up. Yeah, I'm really, really worried about it. And I mean, it, it ranges from, oh, I've studied, I'm okay, to, you know, full on um, stress symptoms like, a, you know, a racing heart, uh, sweaty palms, not being able to sleep the night before is a big one. And also um, when they get into the test going blank, which right. of course is terrifying. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that feeling. Yeah. So that impact on them, what do you think the long-term impact is of that test stress? You know, it's really hard to, to uh, be feeling those symptoms sometimes for days, even weeks on end. So it, it, it takes a real toll on students just in their, their, their general health, right, to be feeling that, that kind of stress. Yeah. And of course, the big worry for them is that if they're that stressed out when they're doing the test, how well are they going to do on it? So they have you know, right. that worry as well. Right. And yeah. do you find that it's compounded with each experience? Do you think it gets worse? I, I really think it does. The, the students who seem to say to me, you know, I've studied, I, you know, I've done everything I can and, the, and that's their attitude. They don't seem to have past experiences of having difficulties with exams. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the students who tell me I'm very stressed out, they often reference past experiences that they've right. had. Right. Yeah, so you get high school or public school, they've exactly. had bad experiences with. with yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, one exactly. of the things that in EFT, we work on releasing the negative emotions from a learned experience. So the specific mm. events in our past that we've learned from and have taught us to be anxious about a current experience. That's one of yeah. the, the, the clinical applications of EFT. We're not going to get into that today. We're just going to kind of do some basic tapping on the here and now, but that's something to consider, right? So if someone has had Absolutely. a really bad test experience or multiple um, difficult test experiences, they're going to be more prone to having test anxiety, would you say? Oh, absolutely. So it's as yeah. if when they walk into that room to do that particular exam, they're bringing with them every experience that they've had into right. that room with them. Yeah. Right. right. It's kind of classical conditioning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's your experience with EFT? Tell me how you found me because, you know, we started doing mm. EFT in your classroom. Yeah. Um, so tell me what your experience was with that. Yeah, well, actually, I was introduced to EFT through my mother because she's a practitioner as well. And so I became familiar with the techniques in that way, but I, I wasn't practicing it, um, you know, routinely. And then it, it 
you know, it just started coming up more and more and students started talking to me about yeah. EFT, that they'd heard yeah. about it, which of course is when I, I sought you out to come into yeah. the classroom and, and talk with them. Um, after that, I, I did, I took a course with you on EFT because right. I became really curious thinking if I really use this, you know, what, what kind of a difference would it make in my life? And and that's when it really started to work for me. Yeah. I got past a couple of blocks, you know, oh, and nice. uh, really started using it in my personal life. Yeah. And uh, I found that when, when I tap on a prop, I usually, because I have a number of stress management strategies, it's usually when I feel like, boy, I'm really blocked with yeah. this particular issue. Uh, I really need to do some tapping on this. Yeah. And I found uh, after I do tapping on an issue, it's almost like, I can't even remember. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> By the end of it, what I was concerned yeah. about. Yeah, yeah it's great. I know. It's really hard to describe that until people have experienced it's, it for themselves. It's really it's very bizarre. hard to describe the feeling that the problem yeah. dissolves. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. Cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more specifically about what it is, um, if there are any dangers or concerns with it. Um, I'll talk about my experience with it, and then we'll do a little demo. Okay? That's good. So, so from my perspective, so I've been practicing EFT um, as a holistic health coach. So I'm not a mental health professional. So everyone should know that. I am in, back in school, obviously, for social service work. Uh, but I use EFT as a stress management tool for people. And I teach it to people to use it as a stress management tool, a self-applied stress management tool. So the idea is that you address a problem, whatever the problem might be. In our case, it's going to be test anxiety or exam stress, something along those lines. And you call it what it is while you tap. And you tap specifically on these points on the body, these acupuncture meridians on the body. Uh, we know that these points make a difference because they've done studies on sham points, just tapping anywhere randomly, and that doesn't seem to work. It doesn't work. They actually just reproduced that um, last month. There was another study published um, that reproduced an original study about tapping on sham points. So, so we know that tapping on these particular points on the body, somehow there's a body-mind connection, uh, and that allows the stress to dissipate and allows us to think more rationally and clearly and reduces that stress response. So the idea is we tap on this problem. We say, even though I have this blank, whatever the problem is, test stress, this anxiety, um, I acknowledge it. Uh, and I'm okay anyway. That's kind of a basic way to frame it. Basically, it's an acceptance phrase with the problem. And then we tap through these particular points on the body and we'll show people where these are. I have a tapping diagram we can throw up so people can screenshot that or whatever they need to do as we tap through these points. And it looks kind of strange, right? It does. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds kind of strange. Um, and I usually encourage people to just suspend their disbelief long enough to try it a few times and see if it works because almost always you're going to feel a relaxation response. Yeah. And so that's a question, Ellie, is, is, is it going to work for you even if, you know, you're not completely buying into it yeah, when you first start? Yeah, that's a good question. And it yeah. seems to be the case that it does. It's not a placebo effect. Um, it, it's not something you have to believe in for it to work. There is something real physiologically going on here as we tap on these acupuncture meridians. Um, so it's, it's not anything woo-woo. Um, there's over 200 clinical studies now published on EFT. It's becoming one of the most well 
studied interventions in mental health, and there are two applications of EFT. There's the clinical application, so something if you went to a clinician, a mental health professional, you know, I have a number of colleagues that are psychologists or social workers, and they're using EFT clinically in a practice, kind of like you would use CBT, or in combination with cognitive behavior therapy. Um, but that's not what we're doing. We're using it as the self-help tool because it's kind of like two things in one. So you don't really have to believe in it for it to work. So I would encourage anyone, even if you look at it, and I, I get that a lot, right? And when I do these presentations, I get a lot of eye rolls and I get a lot of crossed arms and people that just refuse to try it. And that's fine, you know, to each their own. But I would just encourage if you're just sitting in your room and no one's looking at you anyway, <laughs> then what why not better, right yeah why not <laughs> give it a try see if it makes a difference um okay so did you have any other questions um i guess the other thing is you know i mentioned that i wait until you know i have a big problem before um i start tapping and yeah. um you know sometimes we've recommended this to students who, who just have such a block uh when it comes to tests and exams but what about a student who just experiences some nervousness and you yeah. know a bit of memory loss let's say when yeah. it comes to write an exam can it you know should they use it for some of those so. more minor difficulties as well yeah, why not um, it doesn't yeah. have to be a major problem for it to work. If you can up-level your performance by getting your rational, logical mind um, more online, because that's one of the things that happens when you're in a stress state, you've, you're not really accessing all that you could of those frontal yes. lobes, right? So, yes, that's so right. memory, ration, logic, all of that is, is housed in a part of the brain that's not terribly accessible when you're in a high stress state. So even if it's a low stress state, tapping is going to improve that ability to be calm, to be rational, to think it through. Um, so yeah, I would say try it anytime. I use it certainly whenever I need to perform um, or I just want an edge, like I'll tap even just on the way to the gym. I don't necessarily feel stressed, but there's just a nice body relaxation response that kind of gets you online um, wonderful so so yeah you can use this for anything really okay any other questions that's no? it that's it yeah. okay so let me just talk a little bit about who i am and when it comes to eft so i've been practicing eft uh clinically in my practice so i have a practice evolution wellness and i am the only canadian so far that's certified in EFT through ASEP, which is Association of Comprehensive Energy Psychology there in the US. I'm an advanced practitioner with ASEP. So I do have you know, quite a bit of experience in applying EFT and also knowing where, where to not apply EFT. Uh, because when it comes to really serious mental health, any serious disorder of thought, it's not an appropriate place for me to work with people with EFT. Um, so we're using it just in that capacity as a stress management self-help tool and teaching people how to use it in that, in that way. Okay, so I think we're kind of ready to start. Yeah, okay, so I think what we'll do, people can use this to tap along. So you can just watch the first round if you want to, and Cheryl, you're gonna tap with me, right? I'm gonna lead us. I will, yeah. I'm gonna lead us, so I'll do like I would do if I was with a client, I would say and I would do the actions uh, and speak the words and they would just follow me. So if someone's following along, you can do the same thing. You can listen to what I say, and then you can repeat with Cheryl um, as we go through it. So we're gonna do maybe three to four rounds here. 
And a good thing to do before we even start is to take a couple of breaths and to tune in to the stress. So if you can, if you have a particular test in mind or an exam in mind that is creating the stress, then you would just think about that. You know, so, and when you think about it, often people will get an emotional response. Like you can feel anxiety in your stomach or in your chest, or you can feel a little pressure or tension, or it might be all mental. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone, but we generally start with, um, with a rating on a scale of zero to 10. So zero is there's no stress at all. And 10 is the worst stress you've ever experienced. So you give it a number, it's just subjective. So you just guess, you don't have to, you know, agonize over the number. You just give it a number and then you do a round and then you check the number again and you do another round and then you check the number again and you keep doing rounds. You can continue to do this for 10, 15 minutes until you get it to a zero. Ideally it's a zero and you're feeling completely calm um, and know that you're going to nail this test or, you know, you can just do a few rounds and take the edge off. So whatever feels comfortable, the more you do, the, the closer you can get it to a zero, the better. Because that means you're at optimal function at that point, right? Okay. So I would just encourage people to take a second, tune in to this stress or exam, um, sorry, this test or exam stress or this anxiety, whatever you want to call it, give it a number on a scale of zero to 10. And then we start by tapping. The first time I'll go through the points and I'll kind of show where those where are. So the, the first point is on the side of the hand. It's called the karate chop point. It's very scientific. So, <laughs> so you tap on the side of the hand, usually with <laughs> two fingers, and you're tapping on that meaty part of the, the little side of the hand. Can you see that, Cheryl? Is that working? You can tell yeah. what that is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you start there and you repeat after me. So this is what we call the setup phrase. So the setup phrase is the, this is what the problem is um, and, and accepting it at the same time, okay? So we would say, even though I can feel all this stress about that test, I acknowledge it and I'm okay. Even though I can feel all this stress about this test, I acknowledge it and I'm okay. Right. And then we go to the top of the head. So about two fingers. So if you take your thumbs and put them in your ears and right where your middle fingers come together on the crown of your head. It's going to be under your headband probably. You're going to tap right there on the crown of the head and you're just going to say the reminder phrase and the reminder phrase is just the little piece of the, the problem. So we're just going to say the stress about this test. Stress about this test. Okay, and then we're going to take two fingers. We're going to go on the inside corner of the eyebrow, right where the eyebrow starts. If you're wearing glasses, sometimes you have to take them off to get at it, but if you can reach over your glasses, great. So you're going to tap on the inside corner of the eyebrow this stress about this test. Stress about this test. And they're gonna slide the fingers down the eyebrow um, where the, the eyebrow, at the end of the eyebrow and the very shallow of the corner of your eye. So it's really right in that corner on the bone of the eye socket. And you're gonna tap there and say it again, the stress about this test. Stress about this test. And then we take those two fingers and we slide them directly under your eye, again, on the bone and the eye socket. So if you're looking straight ahead, it's gonna be right under the pupil. Tap there, stress about this test. Stress about this test. And then directly under the nose, stress about this test. Stress about this test. And then underneath the bottom lip or the chin point, the stress about this test. Stress about this test. 
and then on the collarbone. So the collarbone, if you run your fingers along your collarbones, if you can feel the round down on those bones, you're gonna go directly below one of them. Doesn't matter which side, doesn't matter which hand for all of these points, you can just pick a side, doesn't matter. So you're gonna go right underneath that bone. And again, say the stress about this test. Stress about this test. And then the last point is underneath the armpit. So if you put one hand in your armpit and you take the other hand and you just go directly below that hand, kind of right on the seam of your shirt, midline of your body, the stress about this test. Stress about this test. Okay, so then we stop and we take a breath. And then we rate it again. So on a scale of zero to 10, if we started off at an eight, it might be lower. It might I not. already feel more relaxed because yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I know. I don't have any test stress right now, yeah. but I already That's feel That's a more good relaxed. point. That's a good point. You can tap along with this even if you don't have that test stress because you know, we're still calming the body. So, okay. So get your new number and don't fret if it hasn't changed. That's okay. Um, we're going to try it a few times. Um, and you might find it drops and you might not. I mean, this doesn't work 100% of the time, all the time. It kind of depends on the situation. So this is a, a good tool to try. If it doesn't work this time, I mean, email me. I can help you probably work through some of the bugs, okay? So we're gonna do it again. And this time we might get a little fancier with the language. We're not gonna be that simple this time, but you can certainly be that simple. So we're gonna try this again. Side of the hand, even though. Even though. I still have some of this stress about this test. I still have some of this stress about this test. I acknowledge that and I'm okay. I acknowledge that and I'm okay. Okay, and then we go to the top of the head again. I still have stress about this test. Still have stress about this test. I'm still freaking out about this test. Still freaking out about this test. I'm afraid I'm gonna fail this test. Afraid I'm gonna fail this test. I'm afraid I'm gonna draw a blank. Afraid I'm gonna draw a blank. I'm afraid I won't be able to pass. Afraid I won't be able to pass. I'm afraid I'll forget everything I've studied. Afraid I'll forget everything I've studied. I have a lot of stress about this test. I have a lot of stress about this test. All the stress I feel about this test. All the stress I feel about this test. Okay. So now we take another breath. So I got a little more specific that time on things that I'm guessing people are saying to themselves, right? This is the kind of standard things. If there are specific things that you're saying to yourself, our own self-talk, use those things. You know, if one of those resonates more than another, if it's, I'm afraid I'm going to blank, then use the, I'm afraid I'm going to blank. I'm afraid I'm going to blank, right? So what's contributing to that stress test for you? Um, so that's a good approach to just be a little bit more specific about what your particular fear is. Okay. So we take another breath. We do another rating on a scale of zero to 10 and we're going to do it again. Okay. So back to the side of the hand, even though, even though I still have a lot of stress about this test, I still have a lot of stress about this test. I acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. And I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Go to the top of the head. I still have a lot of stress about this test. Still have a lot of stress about this test. My whole body is stressed about this test. Whole body is stressed about this test. What if I could just relax? If I could just relax. What if I've done everything I can do? What if I've done everything I can do? What if I could just relax? What if I could just relax? And do my best. Do my best. I still have stress about this test. Still have stress about this test. What if I could relax? What if I could relax? And just do the best I can do. 
just do the best I could do. Still have stress about this test. Still have stress about this test. And that's okay. That's okay. All right, so stop there, take another breath. So there, there are language skills involved in EFT, right? Like even if you just said those words, most people would find that they would probably feel a little better initially until they got in front of the test. And then their anxiety would shoot through the roof again, right? Like being able to say, I've done everything I can do. Like that's kind of the cognitive behavior approach, right? Like I've done everything yes. I can do. Um, and we try to convince ourselves that that's going to be okay, but it doesn't seem to diminish the stress when it comes time to write the test, right? Would you agree? That's right. That's right. That's what happens for yeah. some people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and th there's a difference when we add the tapping. It's Very like, much. It's like yeah. it lands better. It's like there's a, a more concrete shift. It's not just words. Yes. Um, and so when it comes time to write the test, the language is recalled, the feeling is recalled. I've done everything I can do. Here we go. I've done all I can do. And there's a calmness that goes along with that. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's like it feels very real when you have the stress. And after you do the tapping, it doesn't feel like it's a real thing anymore. It right. just, it completely loses its power. Yeah. 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 So that's three rounds. And I would say if someone feels like they're making headway and they want to do more, I would just rewind this and go do those three rounds again or do the last round around, do whichever one kind of resonates with you or calls to you or felt good um, until it feels like I've done everything I can do. And now I'm as ready as I can be. Cause I mean, we could always be more prepared. The reality is we could always say to ourselves, I, I should have been more prepared. But I mean, when you've studied and you've done everything you did, and sometimes we don't study, right? So sometimes we go in completely unprepared. And I would say that probably causes a lot more anxiety and stress. So this isn't going to, going to take away your need to study. You know, like you still have to do the work. But once you've done the work and you've done everything you can do, then it's being calm and being able to draw on what you've learned and what you know if you haven't learned it you're not going to be able to recall it um so and of course if someone has learning problems and memory problems that's a whole other you know yes. ball of wax uh that needs more support than than this we're really just trying to help those people that have done the work they know the material and yet they go to do the test and they just can't recall it or they panic and and as soon as you know that feeling as soon as you put your pen down you're like, oh, now I remember the answer to number three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the worst. Or as soon as you leave the class and you talk to one of your classmates and they, you know, or you just hear them talking about it and yeah. they say something. It's like, oh, right. I forgot all about that, right? So, <laughs> so, so the idea here is to just get you to that point where if you've done the work, you can recall it, do the best, the best job you can do. That's a really good point, Ellie, because when students do talk to me about the stress they have with tests, the first thing I suggest is go and see a student success facilitator to yeah. find out if you're following all the strategies and using all the strategies you can and the, the uh, study skills, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. you have to have that foundation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah this isn't a replacement for that. No. This is just another tool to just help with that anxiety. Of all that come through. Yeah, that gets yeah. in the way, and then you can use the foundation of skills you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay, so I think we can finish there. I'm just going to, I'm going to briefly bring up my share screen so, so you can see the tapping points, the karate chop point, and then we went to the top of the head first, 
So I like to do them in that order, top of the head, then eyebrow, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, the chin, the collarbone, under the arm. That's a full round. So people can screenshot that or do whatever they want with it. Um, it's just a basic diagram of the tapping points. Okay, so that's all I have. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time and your help. With Thank you, Riley. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and do you have a contact info if people want to talk to you about their stress or get, you know, get some help with that? Um, sure. How do they get in touch with you? Yeah. yeah, they can email me at crobinson at sl.on.ca. Okay. Yeah. And and go ahead. I'd be happy to talk to anybody who has any questions about stress or, or about the course itself. Wonderful. Too. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. And you can reach me, um, ellen.steel at student.sl.on.ca. And follow Voice Podcast on all your social medias. So we've got YouTube channel, Voice Podcast, Instagram at SA Voice Podcast. And we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all the good stuff. Okay, so that's all for now. Thanks, Cheryl. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye, Bye. Ellie.